You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Courtney and Kim Take New York. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Courtney and Kim news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's AfterBuzz TV for Courtney and Kim Take New York. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Courtney and Kim Take New York. I cannot even handle tonight's episode because... I really think she is my favorite after watching her return this week. Chloe was back with the realness factor. I loved every second of it, from uh, Kim and Chris's troubles to her own troubles with Kim to calling it out for Courtney and Scott. You've got to love Chloe on tonight's episode, and we're going to talk about everything. And here to join me, of course, my partner in Kardashian crime, Mari Fagel, with her new website, TheLegalLady.com, that's one L. It is so amazing. She covered all of the Kardashian drama on her new website this week. Welcome, Bari. Hello, Jackie. I am so excited to hear that you've been gushing over Chloe all episode long because so have I. And for all our fans listening, uh, it's a last chance to take our poll, Did Kim and Chris Marry for Ratings, on TheLegalLady.com. Uh, and so take that right now, and we'll share your, the results at the end of the show. I think that this episode, it's hard for me to tell. That's why I put the poll out there, because I still don't know. And now I wrote about this week about how I think that Chris's annulment filing was a ratings ploy, and I know we'll talk about that in the news and gossip segment. But watching tonight's episode, I... I don't know. All I do know is that I really hated Kim in tonight's episode, and I loved Chloe. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What a change from last week, Mari, when you were (laughs) totally knocking Chris, and I was on the slight defensive for him. I I wouldn't say I'm a huge Chris fan. He is immature. I know you've said that a bunch of times. I don't disagree with you on that. But when I look at Kim, she to me, is not the victim as they portrayed her to become in the season. All I'm saying is I haven't seen it yet. I'm not ruling anything out because, as we know in reality television, things change from week to week. But so far, as I said last week, and I'm sticking to it again, I'm not hating Chris, and I'm definitely not loving Kim. So I'm glad to hear that from you, Mari. And we all can agree, I think, that we love Chloe. I mean, let's talk about Chloe basically just coming in like a firestorm. Whatever she said, we don't even know because it was bleeped out. She's so cute with Mason. She basically comes in, like calls it like it is, right out the box uh, between Courtney and Scott. And, of course, we're going to have to get to them because 
they're always interesting to me too, even though it's supposed to all be basically about Kim and Chris. But let's not forget them because you know we're huge Scott fans, right, Mari? <laughs> oh, I love Scott. He he can do no wrong in my eyes. And and you know their troubles are a little bit on a different level because you I really sense what I don't sense with Kim and Chris, and that's realness. There's something real between yeah. Courtney and Scott, and I think that's why I like watching them. And you know realness doesn't come any stronger than with Chloe. And basically she comes in, calls out Courtney and Scott for their issues, which surprisingly Scott confided in Chloe in, which I can't even believe. Um, Basically it's Scott's whole thing. He doesn't feel respected. They don't sleep in the same bed. We've heard this before, but the question that came up is, is Courtney stringing him along or does she really care about him? Because it's not fair to Scott. So I don't know how you feel about that, Mari. But, you know, I think we'll save that because obviously the other portion that she brings to the table is the Kim factor and comes right in. And here we go. You have a few days off. They're, they're thinking about going to the Hamptons. Why aren't you going to Minnesota? Why is Chris in Minnesota? That's unsettling. It's not even a month into your marriage. I mean, they haven't even lived together yet. It's strange that you're like, okay, bye. I mean, she's calling out everything I'm thinking. That's why I love Chloe. And, you know, I know you're with me on that, right, Mari? I love Chloe, and she has the healthiest relationship of all three of them. And I love, like, just seeing Chloe mature into this mature woman now because, you know, we've followed her on the television show for so many years now, and she used to... I don't, she, she used to be very insecure and spiteful and she always calls it like it is, but she used to like, I don't know, have a little more hate in her. And now she's so calm and mature and like, and she, I always trust her judgment. You know how I always say on Real Hot Shows of Beverly Hills that I always trust, um, Kyle Richards' judgments. That's exactly how I feel about Khloe Kardashian. I always trust her judgments. And I was really impressed by her this episode because she, you know, Kim was such a bitch to her and Chloe was very calm and Chloe was able to see past it and say, okay, this isn't about me right now. This is about bigger issues and her unhappiness with her marriage. And she stayed calm, you know, and so I've really seen an improvement in Chloe and Chloe the whole time was such a good mediator with Courtney and Scott. She was giving Kim good advice. She's the one who told Kim to go out to Minnesota. And I think Kim needs to take a page out of uh, Chloe's playbook in that Chloe knows how to prioritize. She makes her husband a priority. She has a very similar situation to Kim in that she dates an NBA ball player. Yet she has made her husband a priority, and Kim has not. And Chloe is trying to teach her, and obviously Kim didn't listen, but she should have. Absolutely. And it's funny because Kim, I don't think, even thought about, you know, going to Minnesota over the Hamptons, which is where this episode started. And, you know, I think Chloe was the one who even made her go, which makes me look at Kim like, what are you thinking right now? I mean, 
I was concerned when she was like, okay, bye. Like, I felt she didn't care when Chris left last week. And it started off again like she was ready to go to the Hamptons. Who cares? I have a weekend off. I'm going to the Hamptons, you know? So definitely I think Chloe made that whole thing happen. And that's basically how this episode veers one way and then the other with Courtney and Chloe going to the Hamptons and Kim going to see Chris in Minnesota. Obviously, we know he left last week to go start training there. And, Maria, you had felt differently, but I feel like you're changing your tune a little bit this week, and I'm so happy to hear that because I have so much to say about Kim. And the first thing that's really set me off is this whole – I'm very confused whether she's being fake or is truly a little distraught because when she got woken up by Chloe, which is the first thing we saw before she heads to Minnesota, that – set off alarm bells for me because she seemed seemed so emotionally drained and tired and has this total flip out, which for me, I'm with Courtney, like, what the heck is going on? I would have hung up the phone if that was my sister. And I love Courtney's reaction. Basically, she's like, she's pissed because she's married to a barking dog. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Kim, t- basically, Chloe went in to say goodbye, and she's like, you're waking me up an hour before I have to get up. You're always trying to mess with me. You're so jealous of me. You're a troll. You're an evil little troll. This whole little breakdown, I guess you could say, before she heads off to Minnesota was like, what is going on right now? What did you make of this? Because this is the only moment where I thought, oh, maybe Kim is emotionally distraught because why would she freak out like this? She just went totally batshit crazy. You know, like, she woke her up an hour early and Kim goes crazy like that. And I totally agree with Chloe. It was stemming from other issues. She was angry about other issues in her life and she took it out on Chloe. And I'm glad that Chloe saw that. Um, you know, it's funny because after last week's episode, someone tweeted at me and asked if I have to be nice when I talk about Kim Kardashian because she's friends with Maria Menounos. And so I didn't even realize I was even being that nice about Kim because I always, and I said in last week's episode, and I'll say it again, that she is spoiled and she is a drama queen and she is a brat. I just feel like Chris is an even bigger dick. And I'm not, I'm not taking away from that. Chris is still a dick. It goes both ways. And both of them, he's telling her she should prioritize. She's telling him he should prioritize. They both, you know, could have done things to make it work. You know, she could have, she should have immediately, the second he said that he was having problems training, moved rooms to their own room. And he could have, I still think, and I still stand my ground on this, he can train in New York. Yes, she could have changed the living situation, but I still think he could have trained in New York. I do think that later on in life, she needs to be open or, you know, if they were still married, she she should have been open to moving to Minnesota later on in life. You know, as I was tweeting, I was saying that, you know, your career isn't going to be there for you when you're sick, when you're sad, when you're 65 years old. Your husband will be. So she needs to make that a priority. But I'm, I still don't like Chris. I still think he's a dick. I still think that he says mean things to her. Um but I also just don't really love Kim. It's Chloe all the way, Scott all the way, and um, I kind of felt like I related to Courtney a lot in this particular episode. Yeah, no, I definitely preferred the, and I kind of always do prefer the Courtney and Scott storylines because I just feel like, you know, even, okay, the, the house organizing thing, which we'll get to later, is a little over-the-top produced for me, but... 
there's just that realness to them where even if there's even if they're uh, catering it to TV where it perfectly ties up at the end of the hour long episode and everybody goes their little ways and it all like perfectly times together that reminds you it's reality TV. I'm okay with it with like a Courtney and Scott storyline where you feel a sense of something truth to the, to what they're talking about and to their storylines with the Kim and Chris thing. That's why I guess we're doing this poll, Mari. And guys, you can still vote, right? Congratulations. Um, You've been selected to and take so part in our anonymous survey. Please. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> I, I like that audio. Yes, you can still vote. Um, I don't want to give away the results yet, but still vote. Either you're saying that both of them staged the marriage for ratings, that Kim staged the marriage and Chris was totally duped and had no idea, or their love was real, things just don't work out. So please go to TheLegalLady.com, check it out. Um, I don't know. That's what I'm saying, though. I still can't really tell because sometimes I think that they're fake and that it's produced because, I don't know, I don't think any wife in a right mind could be so calm when their husband says they want to leave to go to Minnesota. Like, I felt like Kim was so calm about it, and Jonathan, at the beginning of the episode, was like, I'd be going crazy. I'd be going crazy, too. So that's why I thought it was fake, and that's why I thought it was staged. But then Kim starts crying all the time around Chris, and I think, she's not that good of an actress. Like, her emotions are too real here that it has to be real. So, like, that's kind of why I'm going towards this poll to see what people are thinking because I don't really, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a combination. Like, maybe they married, like, for real, but then a lot of the things on the show are for ratings, you know. I, that's how I, I don't know. This, I totally am convinced at this moment that because I go back and forth, I really do. But right now, I really feel after watching tonight's episode, it's two people who have it all. They can get married for a trillion bajillion dollar wedding. And it doesn't matter because who cares? Look, they, it didn't work out, whatever. I mean, it's like they didn't, have any reason to carefully consider it when it happened. I don't think they were purposely being like, let's dupe everybody and just stage a wedding and make it look pretty for TV. Like, I feel like they're two people who are both wealthy, especially Kim is wealthy, spoiled, whatever you want to call her. And, you know, it's, it's nice to be spoiled. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's necessarily a negative thing. She dates a guy. He's cute. She's like lovey dovey with him. And she's like, Hey, let's get married. That's kind of how I feel she is. I mean, even with, okay, I'll go to Minnesota, like whatever. Like, it's just like, she doesn't have enough depth to know what they really should have been at as a couple before they got married. I don't think she's purposely like, I'm going to marry him and have a beautiful fairy tale wedding and then call, call it off within 72 days. I don't think she's planning it. You know, she goes to Minnesota. Her in that normal wife situation, come on. It just felt like the most out of place. It's like, you know, bringing 
like a drag queen to church. I don't know. It's just like the Kim in Minnesota trying to be like the cooking housewife. It's just not who she is. And that's the problem with why they even did this all in the first place, because they didn't take enough time, as Chloe said, to even ever live together. And that's how Chris really lives. He doesn't live crazy life at the Gansevoort in one little suite with five people for TV cameras. You know, she's been growing up around TV cameras. She's totally used to it. So it's like they were having this experiment after they're married. Not a good idea. And... She, what's the consequence if it doesn't work out? You know, that's just how I feel. And she, the thing I don't like, there's a lot of things I don't like about Chris. Can I name a million statements that were immature and stupid from your armpits smell like fish and garbage to, you know, this is the car that Bruce lost his virginity in? Yeah, I can name a thousand of those. But what bothers me about Kim is she's acting like, oh, I came all the way here to talk to you. No, you weren't even going to come there to talk to him. Chloe told you to go there. And she's like, oh, yeah, I should go there. Like, so she, I don't like that she plays it off like, I'm trying so hard. No, you're not trying that hard because you have a million trillion dollars. If you really cared about him, you could completely stop working for a year and live in Minnesota. But we, you know, we hear her in predictions, and we'll get to it, saying I'll never live in Minnesota, so we know where she stands. I don't like that she's acting like she's the serious one. She's the one trying. He has to compromise. Meet me halfway. No, I don't think it's halfway. I think she wants him to do exactly what she wants him to do, or he's out. Are you with me after my big rant here? (laughs) I think that they both could have made concessions. He, I still will stand by this. I think that it would be okay if he trained in New York. He could fly his trainer out. He could, you know, move to a calmer place in New York. Yes, but I still think that he could train in New York. I also think that she could do a lot of her work, like, and still live in Minnesota. I think that she could book herself to the point where she spends a week in Minnesota and then a week in New York, like, booking all of her photo shoots and this and that. And, like, what exactly does she really do? I don't really understand as a reality starlet what exactly she really does all day, every day. Like, I know she does a lot of photo shoots and, and like, product launches and walking with being paid to go to clubs and red carpets. Just can, can't you, like, book them all in, into two-week, like, stints and then spend a week in Minnesota? I don't know. So both of them could have made concessions. The thing is, I don't – I think she was just that stupid – marry him without thinking about these things, I think that the things they have done since the divorce announcement has been for ratings, specifically what they did this week, I think was for ratings, which is why I'm very curious to see how the ratings are this week compared from last week. Um, But I don't think that the actual marriage, I think that you know, the wedding and everything was staged for ratings, and yes, but I think the reason why they decided to get married was not because of the show. And I only say that because I think that their, both of their emotions on the show are too real. Um, I just really just, I, I dislike the way both of them are acting. They could both be making concessions that neither of them made. Both of them refused to make it work, and that's why it didn't work. Right. I I mean, for me, it's that I think they both don't have enough of a foundation to want to make these concessions. And that's what happens when you get married so fast and, you know, you don't really develop a true relationship. But do you think, like, 
who do you think was making more of the compromise here? Because I really think that, okay, Chris goes back to train in Minnesota. Do you really blame him? Your only option is to live in a suite with your... But that's not your only option. She should have said, okay, let's move down the hall, or he could have said, can we move somewhere else? There could, there's a, a huge in-between of options between living in New York with Courtney and Mason and Scott and moving to Minnesota. There were so many other things that they could have done. Namely, they could have just moved to their own hotel room by themselves or gotten a house right outside of New York, you know, rented if she really wanted a homey feeling or, you know, lived closer to the gym or, or you know, not gone to as many things at night so that he could sleep in and or so he could wake up early to train. There are so many different options between living in New York in the current situation and living in Minnesota that they could have done, just neither of them did it. Well, and that's where the TV show sort of staging and all that comes into play because (laughs) don't you feel that they're kind of doomed from the start with this because they have to probably stay in that suite? I mean, they come back and they say, okay, we're going to actually make some changes and see if we can live in this suite. Do you think they really want to do that? Do you think they, I mean, is it worth it to be a reality star at this point when you have to live in a suite for a couple of months? I mean, like, this is where, like, I think that just being a reality star is just what kind of doomed them, you know, inevitably because, I mean, no, they shouldn't even be in New York, but if they're filming a show, the show is based about them, but they're never going to have a real relationship living in a suite. It's all kind of like this really scare, scary, like cyclical, you know, road to disaster. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I even blame either of them at this point. Maybe it's just the fact that the situation is just calling for it. It's It's just like, I don't know, the whole thing is just so doomed. I mean, it just was never going to happen. Even just in episode two, you can see it. It's undeniable. But I don't think it's a, one of them was wrong and the other one was right. I think that they were both wrong. <laughs> right. There's, I think there, there's, there's a toxic combination. Right. There's, there's like, we're only in episode two and already it's like, there's, there's been no leeway from this huge wedding to complete disaster. And I think that's what I take away from it. it. And I I don't think that Chris is to blame. I don't think Kim is to blame. I just think this whole situation is a huge disaster. That's why the poll is so interesting to me. And we're going to share the results in news and gossip that Mari put up on thelegallady.com because it's like... It's so hard to kind of digest as a fan that this thing is just such a mess. I mean, especially after this crazy wedding, you want to be able to blame somebody. But I think the moral right now of the story is just there's no one to blame except the fact that this was the most toxic, as you said, combination of two people that you could ever put together. I mean, nothing about them makes them a match. It's actually really kind of sad. You, I, I do kind, I do feel bad. I don't even know who I feel bad for. I just feel bad for the whole situation because it's, I don't know. As I mean, fans were like boycotting the show. 
I don't know. What do you think? You think you, we should be blaming the, either of them? I don't think so. What do you mean? Uh, I know like, they're both to blame. They're both to blame. Yeah, I know, but it's like, I just think it was just this huge recipe for disaster. I don't know. It's just, that's it. It's there. The circumstances make this just, I mean, Kim being who she no, is. No, it's, it's not the it. circumstances. It's them and both of their unwillingness that made it not work. Both of their unwillingness to reprioritize and to readjust their lifestyles for each other. It's not the circumstances. It's not, okay, he's a ball player and from Minnesota. She is a reality starlet and lives by coastal LA and New York. Who cares about the circumstances? It's what you take with your circumstances and what you do with it. And they didn't do anything with it. Neither one of them was willing to work on it. Do you think neither one of them was willing or they just didn't even have the chance to even really do anything real with each other? Like from the craziness of the wedding, filming the wedding, filming another show, both having careers. I mean, they didn't even have a chance to really do anything for each other, really. I mean, Kim's acting this out for a reality show, basically, but where is their off time? They went right from this huge wedding into filming this show, which is the disaster that caused this whole 72-day divorce slash annulment battle. There was no time. There was no time to ever amount to anything real. Yes, they're both to blame, but they... They just never had a situation to ever even really feel it out. It's crazy. It really is just... Uh, but Chloe and Lamar dated for, like, less than a month before they got married, and they never knew shit about each other or what it was like to live together and feel it out. The difference is they made it work. They threw themselves into a quick situation, even quicker than Kim and Chris, but they quickly, they like quickly adjusted and changed their lifestyles to fit each other's. And that's why Kim needed to listen to Chloe instead of just calling her an evil bitch. <laughs> Kim yeah, Jordan, that bitch. I'm saying that because that pissed me off. That pissed me off. It's like I like Kim because she's sensitive and nice, and I do think she's really nice to her mom, and she is all about family. But what she did to Chloe this episode was, like, totally out of line. Well, out of line and out of character for Kim. I don't feel like she yeah. normally acts like that with her family. I feel like she... I mean, she did freak out on her in the beginning with Chris. I think when you have somebody who's not a right match in a big family like that, it really just puts a pressure on you, and you just do these kind of things out of character where I would never expect him to just be saying that to Chloe. You know, being the, the one thing I will say about Kim is I do think she really genuinely loves and cares about her family. So, I mean, she was sitting front row and dancing with the stars for Rob all the time. She was the first to compliment her mom and be there for her, whether it's for the cameras or not. I do think that's genuine in Kim. I think she's like one of the more family girls out of any of them. So for her to act like that, yes, it makes you mad at her, but also it's just so out of character for her that it goes back to, is she really troubled here? I mean, it's just such a confusing situation, and, you know, I guess it'll continue to unfold, and we're definitely, that's why we did the poll, that's why we're going to reveal the results, because it's very hard to decipher what is going on here. And, um, you know, they basically end up coming back 
into the most awkward scene ever and at towards the end and they say we're going to live yeah. here and we're going to work it out worst deci- it's a bunch a string of bad decisions a string of terrible decisions another terrible de- decision that again leaves you no time to feel each other out leaves you no time to develop a relationship and another you know step in the direction of failure so worst decision you can make come back don't change anything I mean, where did you even get by the end of the episode? (laughs) It's crazy. So let's take a break from that because I get a little heated talking about that. (laughs) And let's talk about our other favorite couple besides Chloe and Lamar, Courtney and Scott. And Before we do that, I just want to share some tweets that I've been getting um, since we're not – since we're not live on Ustream, people have been tweeting me their opinions. Um, and people are really hating Kim this episode. Uh, Stormy Woods, our Southern Siren, tweeted, tweeted, Kim's treatment of Chloe this episode is disgusting. I would be fine if Chloe slugged her. Given how mean Kim is to her own family, I have no sympathy for her. You get what you dish out. And she said, it's disgusting and she's coming off as such a bitch. I don't treat my sister that way. And we aren't even close. Uh, I'll keep reading our tweets as they, as they come on, but, um, that, those are some pretty strong words. And, uh, uh, ad three, Yossi tweeted, Kim married for ratings, kill, uh, Chris fell for the trap. So, so we'll have to see. (laughs) Oh boy. I, I don't buy that one. I don't, I really don't buy Kim like fixing this whole, no, I really think it's just two people not thinking anything through, just making terrible decisions. I mean, that's still not, you know, something to admire or give, you know, say that's okay. I'm not saying that's okay. That's just how I'm feeling at this point. Um, But, you know, let's talk a little bit about Courtney and Scott. And if you have any more tweets coming through, Mari, I mean, I know it's a heated topic right now, so definitely shout them out. And we want to hear your tweets. If you want to call us, call us at 424-256-1729 because we are absolutely looking for fan opinions. I know there are so many out there. And uh, definitely tweet us at Mari Fagel, Jackie Moran, and Celebrity Law also, um, and After Buzz TV. Tweet us your thoughts all week long because there's so much to think about between every episode and so much news going on. But let's go to Courtney and Scott and talk about their little, you know, (laughs) weird dimension that they're in, not sleeping in the same room, Scott needing to feel like a man. Of all people, he's confiding in Chloe, and Chloe is sticking up for him, which is, I wouldn't say surprising because he has come a long way, but Chloe's usually the tough one. And I feel like that's because Chloe is like calling it how it is, and she sees through the bullshit, and she is sticking up for him, rightfully so, because Courtney is walking all over Scott, and Scott has been trying and trying and trying, and Courtney isn't realizing that, and she is not prioritizing either. So that's why I I, I know I was kind of surprised that Chloe was so nice about Scott, but. Like, it's shocking to me that Chloe has noticed how much Scott has turned around his life, yet Courtney hasn't. Right. I mean, the big thing is, it's the mix of Scott going down the road again with drinking and Courtney being, like, too caught up in Mason, sleeping in the bed with him, not being, a, not that they're a husband and wife, but not being a partner to Scott. And Scott basically pleading and begging 
you know, I'm a man, give me respect, pay attention to me, you got another boy over here. You know, Scott just comes off as likable. I know we always say this, Mari. Um, even if he is being a little, I mean, he is, guys in general, and this is not an insult to you guys, but you're all kind of a little immature, but we still love you, right? <laughs> Women still love you. But I kind of still side with Scott. I did last week a little bit. And I'm siding with him again because I just think he's basically asking for a little attention. And, you know, you do have to think about that when you bring a child, you know, into the world, that it's, there's multiple relationships to juggle. And I don't think Courtney's doing a good job from what we see of paying the right attention to Scott. Now, they're not married, but they're still, you know, she said it herself. She sees herself with him for the rest of her life. She does have the fear, though, about the drinking thing. And that's the one thing I'll side with her on. If you've been burned in something, it's a very fine line to toe if you start getting into that again. But I don't see him doing anything really that wrong with that. But I can see her point in worrying about it. But I think it's kind of like when the second he actually does something really bad, then I'd say, okay, you know, that's it, done. But he's not, he hasn't really done anything wrong with the drinking thing. That's the only thing that she keeps calling out. What do you think, Mari? The thing is, I understand Courtney worrying about it, but yes, ever since Miami, he's really turned around. Ever since Mason was born, he's really turned around, and she keeps worrying. And the thing is, yes, he had a drink last episode, but guess what? Courtney is driving him to drink. He said that. He said you're not giving me attention. You're forcing me to sleep in separate rooms. You're prioritizing your son over me. That's forcing me to drink. So it's like, that. that's why he's drinking now again. And I just think that Courtney needs to, the fact that even Chloe has seen how much Scott has improved should show Courtney how much he's improved. I think he's totally improved ever since, like people say, like some, there's some sort of saying, like you become a father like, mothers are, like, old mothers when they get pregnant and fathers become a father right when their kid is born. He really stepped into, like, action when Mason was born, and he's totally turned around in his lifestyle, and Courtney doesn't see that because she's too busy focusing on Mason, and I understand she's focusing on Mason, but she needs to give Scott more attention, and I think it's totally, totally wrong that they sleep in separate bedrooms. And, you know, when we found out on uh, last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians that they slept in separate bedrooms, I said that I really hoped that that was produced and not, in fact, true. I still hope that. I really, really hope that that is not actually true because that's really wrong. Well, the big news this week would prove that to be not so true on every single night, (laughs) and you'll have to stay tuned for that. But we tweeted all week about the big news with Courtney and Scott, and uh, even bigger news that we'll share. A a star from another one of our after shows, Mari, is in the mix. And uh, so it's a very interesting triangle. A Twitter war has raged on. (laughs) And uh, so we're going to talk about all of that very soon and the results of our poll but, you know, I, I definitely, this is why I love Chloe. In one sentence, she was like the perfect mediator and forced them to sit down and talk in the Hamptons where Courtney was, Courtney was being a little immature actually to me um, by wanting to avoid talking to Scott. 
Um, I mean, I, everyone should do things in their own time. Maybe she hadn't cooled down, whatever it was. But she came off a little immature by not wanting to approach the situation. Chloe forced them to approach it. And in one sentence, you need to prove you can have a beer and be fine, Scott. And Courtney, if Scott has a void, you need to work on it. You need to try it. I mean, simple as that. It's compromise. And this is a real relationship to me. That's, this is a real comprom- or a realistic compromise that can be made as a, compared to Kim and Chris. But, um, you know, easier said than done. But I do think as the episode went on, they got to a place where by the time they got back to New York, they had gone out to dinner in the Hamptons and, you know, they get back to New York and Courtney basically says, I want to have a date, date night, you know, and Scott, even when they were making up and having a little powwow with Chloe as the mediator, he was so cute. He's like, I love you. Give me a hug. I'm down for a hug. You know, I, I love Scott. There is something I really like about him. And, um, you know, Courtney basically, I think, felt settled, as she said, knowing they have to work things out, but knowing that they're going to, you know, and, and deciding that they want to, you know. And that's, I, that makes sense, you know. I think they got to a much better place by the time this episode is over. And it kind of bothers me that it all sums up within an hour, but I do think that this genuinely is playing out with them to a point. I do think it's, it's purposely puppeteered for, for TV, but I do think this is a genuine storyline and they're, you know, working it up, working it out. And I do think that they have a solid relationship at the end of the day. And I think at the end of this episode, I felt a lot better about Courtney and Scott. Yeah. I'm glad that Courtney finally reached out and said, let's go on a date night. You know, she tried and that, that made me happy. I want to read a couple more tweets only because this one is an, I couldn't understand why Kim was being so mean to Chloe, but one of our um, Twitter followers, Miss MRG, uh, she, she always has some insight for our Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but she has some good insights here. She said that, um, what it is? She said, she's basically saying that Kim is jealous of Chloe's marriage. And now Chris rubbing it in about Chloe being a good wife doesn't help. So I think that's pretty accurate. Maybe that's why Kim is being so mean to Chloe, you know? So so I don't know. But she also says that she thinks that the editors are trying hard to make Chris into a jerk and that she's not sold on that. I have to disagree there. I think Chris is a jerk. (laughs) But I do think that maybe one reason why Kim was so mean to Chloe is because Chloe has this great marriage and Chloe did things right. And they have a very similar situation. They're both married to basketball players. They both got married on television. They both got married very quickly. And look how well Chloe's worked out and look how poorly Kim's worked out. So maybe that's why this competition is going on right now. Yeah, that's very that's a very good call. And actually, she always has such great insights on all of our shows. So I'm glad she's tweeting us. And you know, here's the thing about Chris. I mean, you think he's a jerk. I think he's immature, and he makes immature statements. I I named about three or four of them in in a hot second. But it, what it is with Chris is I think he's just not that being that smart about any of this. He's not a seasoned reality star. He doesn't realize these comments are going to come off terribly he didn't realize he looked at 
you know, Chloe and Lamar, and I think he might have genuinely thought, oh, that's exactly what's going to happen when Kim and I get married. You know, I think it's just like a lack of savviness when it comes to this whole world that he entered himself into, and I do think he wants her to be exactly like Chloe, and I do think that's a great call that Kim is not like her, and that's what's making her mad because she's not being getting a successful result, whereas Chloe did the right things and, and that she needed to do to have a successful marriage. So that actually makes a lot of sense for their tension, and that tension sort of wrapped up with uh, everybody meeting back in New York for the most awkward uh, return ever to the Gansevoort, and uh, <laughs> basically <laughs> Chloe being like, are you even going to, you know say hi to me or whatever, and Kim, like a two-year-old, was like, hi. I mean, really, so immature on Kim's part there. And I just thought it was so weird that Chloe exits, and Kim is basically like, I'm so annoyed with Chloe. I'm going to avoid her till she calms down. Like, as if Chloe was the one who needed to calm down. It, it made no sense. But uh, they're definitely not on the best note right now. I think... Ammer had a very good call, Ammer, on uh, Twitter, and uh, we'll have to see how, how Chloe and Kim resolve things because they definitely did not resolve things tonight. And, um, you know, the one last uh, storyline to cover, I think, is the one storyline that, as produced as it might have been, offered a little bit of relief from all of the drama, and that was Courtney and her OCD with cleaning uh, out Scott's mom's house. And I don't know about you, but if somebody came into my house and cleaned it up without and throwing things throw, threw things out without telling me, I'd freak out. Um, I don't know. The thing that is, little- I've done this, which is why I tweeted. <laughs> I totally could relate to Courtney this because I get very OCD and I like being in a clean place and I've done this before and it never ends well. I had a terrible roommate situation once where I lived with someone who was very, very messy and I took it upon myself to clean out her closet and organize it and it went over really, really, really poorly. (laughs) So, (laughs) no to everyone, learn from Courtney, learn from me, do not do not do that, but um, I thought it was pretty funny, and I think Scott's parents are so cute. They're so nice and so chill, and I will give Courtney a shout-out for taking Mason over to the Hamptons even when she wasn't speaking to Scott because those are Mason's grandparents, so no matter what, no matter what is going on between Scott and Courtney, those are Mason's grandparents, and I'm glad that she, you know, saw past that and is keeping that relationship up. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I think it's nice to see sort of that natural family interaction. And as much as I don't think Mason should be featured on the show, he's so cute and he brings such a lightness and innocence to everything. And at the end of the day, Courtney is a great mom, no matter what. So if she can balance everything out, she's always at the top of my list as well with Chloe. And, you know, you got to love Kim for her own reasons. So uh, I can't wait to see what happens next week. But we have so much to get to from our poll and news and gossip and predictions that we're going to take a quick commercial and get to all of the gossip and our poll results. So stay tuned for that. I don't know if we're going to have a commercial. Maybe we'll just go right into uh, some news and gossip then in our poll results. Hi. 
I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series. With over 60 different after shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? AfterBuzz TV News. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that commercial in. I love it. And uh, now we'll get to that news and gossip. (laughs) Um, Now, our first bit of news and gossip is compliments of TheLegalLady.com, which is developed and founded by our own Mari Fagel. And the news this week was all about Chris's annulment. And I don't know, Mari, do you want to share your take on it, or shall I read the story straight from your source? (laughs) (laughs) Well, basically, um, yes, so I started this site, you can follow me on Celebrity Law on Twitter, and go to the site, TheLegalLady.com, and what a week to start a site about celebrity legal news and analysis, because there were so many legal battles flying among all the Kardashians this week. Uh, First of all, there's uh, the Kardashians are thinking of suing a woman who's starting a product called Kardashian Lash for trademark infringement. Then uh, Jonathan Chibin is thinking of suing Chris because he, for libel and for defamation, because he um, called him gay in an upcoming episode when he's not actually gay. And I guess he's called him gay multiple times, and so he's suing him for defamation, probably. Uh, and then the biggest headline to come out legal-wise was Chris filing for annulment. And this happened at the exact same time, the same day that Courtney announced her pregnancy. And so I wrote up a piece. These, news, these two breaking news items coming out in one day, like just a few days after the premiere of last week's um, episode, I think it's very fishy, I think that they did it solely for ratings because the Kim's fairy tale wedding had over 4 million viewers and the biggest Keeping Up with the Kardashians premiere had 4.7 viewers. This was last, uh, 4.7 million viewers and that was last year. But Sunday's episode, last week's premiere episode of Kim and Courtney Take New York season two had just over 3 million. So they lost a million viewers from the time that they said I do to actually seeing them be married. So I think that Courtney announced her pregnancy this week and Chris filed for annulment all for ratings purposes. And so we'll have to report that next week whether there was indeed a boost from this week. Uh, But I think he did it for ratings and I think it's getting pretty nasty. Apparently he, if the judge does file or judge 
if the judge does agree to annul the marriage, then the ironclad prenup would be a no-go anymore because they weren't married in the first place, meaning Chris could blab to any media outlet he wants to about the marriage because the prenup said no talk about the marriage with its sellers. But if there's no prenup, he can get paid to talk to any major media outlet about the marriage. So that could get pretty nasty. Um, I don't know. The whole thing's getting pretty nasty. But I'll share the results of the poll. So 57%, the majority of voters, believe that both Kim and Chris staged the marriage for the show. 57% think both of them are in on it. 21% say that Kim staged the marriage, but Chris had no idea. And 21% say, no, their love was for real, and sometimes things don't work out. So the majority of people here are thinking that both of them were in on it, and this was a sham. Um, I don't know. We're we're seeing it unfold, and so as we keep watching the episodes, we can. I'm starting to figure out what's edited, what's not, what's real, what's not. So we'll see. But uh, thank you for listening to my uh, legal analysis of the Kardashians this week. Who knew there'd be so much Kardashian legal news this week? It's like they took up the majority of my website in its launch week because they're just so doing math. <laughs> It's a, it's really, it's almost meant to be, Mari. I mean, the, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> it's insane how much they were in the news for specifically that. And it's, it's very, um, you know, it makes a lot of sense that that would happen as sad as that is. I just hope that's not the truth is that they do this all for ratings. But, you know, you see the results of the poll. Uh, you know the fans obviously are seeing through it if that's the case so this is not good news if they're if they're planning these things for ratings but uh, no matter how they plan this or not um, just to feed off of your news of Courtney and Scott expecting their second child yes that is another big piece of news this week and uh, just a little inside scoop on that uh, from her chat with Us Weekly. Uh, she took a pregnancy test about five weeks ago and immediately woke up Scott, who's not a morning person apparently, <laughs> at 7 a.m. to tell him the positive results. So she's nine weeks along, and you're supposed to wait 12 weeks until you tell people, but she let the secret <laughs> out. She felt confident to do it. and uh, She let the be... secret out so that people would watch. <laughs> right. So that people well, would watch so the now... show. She didn't wait another couple weeks because ratings were poor. <laughs> well, yeah. So now it all makes sense, doesn't it? But, you know, what is the most interesting thing is it has sparked a Twitter war between none other than teen moms, Farah Abraham, and Courtney Kardashian. It is crazy. So, of anybody, Farah is Twitter bashing her, announcing her pregnancy by saying, uh, tweeting, I'm shocked that Courtney Kardashian is pregnant again. Did she not learn anything from Teen Mom? Maybe it's a fake pregnancy like Kim's wedding. Sad. Oh, my. OMG. <laughs> um, you know, and then you would. Of course, not be surprised to hear that Courtney, Chloe, and Scott all tweeted back in this firestorm. Uh, first, it was Courtney. Why would I have anything to do with Teen Mom? I'm 32 years old. I may look young, honey, but don't get it twisted with a smiley face. And then uh, Scott wasn't quite as kind. He said, we're not teenagers, you effing moron. And Chloe said, 
I don't even know who this person is. How do you? To which Scott replied, I just thought she was some S-H-I-T stain on Twitter. No. And, and then Farah tweeted again most recently, uh, for all who misunderstood regards to Courtney K, I hope she takes her relationship with her boyfriend more serious for their children. Take care. She's really one to be talking. Um, and then it appeared she hadn't seen Scott's comments. So she tweeted again, caught wind of these dramatic articles with loser Scott Disick or some boyfriend of Courtney's is SHIT stain racist for black, great dad not. So <laughs> quite the Twitter war. Sarah, I think, needs to keep her mouth shut. What do you think, Mari? <laughs> I just love Chloe and Scott's reactions. First of all, I love Scott. He's hilarious. And I love that Chloe is like, who is this? I don't even know who she is. Like, Chloe just cracks me up. And I don't know. It's so funny also because this is also a great plug that Teen Mom 2 is going to be starting uh, this week. It's starting, it's premiering on Tuesday night. So any of our Teen Mom fans, make sure to watch our AfterBuzz TV show. So thanks, Farrah, for the plug. <laughs> for breaking I know, the right? up in the news. But um, I never liked Farrah in Teen Mom. I think that she, she's pretty much like Tim, actually. She's kind of a spoiled brat. So, um... I never much liked Vera, but I just think Scott and Chloe's reactions were classic and hilarious. Yeah, totally agree on that. And I think Farrah really needs to take off of Twitter and just uh, take a break because you're not going to win this battle, Farrah. So anyway, that is your news and gossip for this week. And uh, hopefully TheLegalLady.com will see us four polls for you to vote on as the season progresses because I have a feeling the legal news is going to continue. So <laughs> let's get into some predictions now. And I thought we'd get some creepy music. I don't know. Maybe it's coming. But uh, there was certainly... And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Uh, there it is. It just doesn't feel right without that creepy sound. <laughs> so there was lots, lots, lots going on in the predictions. And I think my favorite moment was this, whatever is on Scott's computer, because I'm dying to know what is making them all freak out. Do you, what do you think? Do you think it's like porn or something? What do you think, Mari? I don't know. I'm just happy. I'm really looking forward to, like, a hilarious Scott storyline. I'm just really looking forward to it. I have no idea what it is. I just can't wait. Me too. Me too. I'm very curious to see what, what's going on there. And then Tim with Chris, Chris Jenner comes back into the scene. And uh, what is Kim thinking, saying she was thinking about getting off birth control and then you see her saying I'm never moving to Minnesota where are we having kids I mean Kim is not coming off as likable anytime soon it seems like we're <laughs> coming off of this episode it seems like it's only going to get worse with the uh, spoiled not wanting to make compromises but telling Chris he has to it, it's not looking good for Kim um, I mean, we know what happens. It's like we're watching this show as it unfolds, already knowing the end result. And so now I'm just trying to figure out, was it real or not? <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
and uh, we still have plenty of episodes to go to figure it out. And as confusing as it is, I am so excited to tune in every week because I, it, it's. Looks like we lost Mari or Jackie. Jackie, are you? Uh, Phil, I'm still, I'm still here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. Why don't I close out the show? Unfortunately, Jackie uh, was lost on the line, but uh, luckily we had wrapped up all of our predictions, and so stay tuned for next week. We will have more on whatever was on Scott's computer, more on the Kim and Chris battles, more news and gossip, and uh, tweet us at Jackie Moran, at AfterBuzzTV, at Mari Fagel, at Celebrity Law, and um, we will hey, see Mari. you same time hey, Mari. next week. Yep, so? Do you want to take one caller? Oh, yes, we'd love yes. to. I'm back on the line. Sorry, everyone. I had a got uh. cut off there, but yes, we'd love to call her, Phil. Oh, uh, sorry, Jackie. Uh, I put you through. Um as a different number. Um, anyway. Oh, I am Jackie was on, Jackie was on our special caller. Well, that's great news. No, well, we, we, we so have Jackie, been... Jackie, why, why don't you take this out for next week? Mari did. I was so excited. I just had to call my own show back from another phone. I know, I see. We, 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 we've had a lot of pe- people calling in, and so I was like, all right, uh, let's just take one right at the end, and... Uh, um, a lot of people called in during the news and gossip, so I didn't want to interrupt that, so we turned it down anyway. But, oh, hold on, here we go. Let's take our oh, last caller. Caller, you are on the line, area code 213. Hey, caller. Hi, um, I had a question about, uh, see, if Deb should keep her mouth shut uh, regarding uh, the whole dead hooker thing and uh, Deputy Chief uh, Thomas. I think that that is for another show. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm calling about the Dexter after show, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we are on the... That's okay. We're talking the Kardashians. Do you know anything about oh. that? Oh, you know what? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't. <laughs> Dexter, we're okay. Dexter. Well, thank you for calling Dexter. in. We'll, we'll have Phil back to that one? the right show. Well, uh, <laughs> okay, thank you. Caller, if you call in literally in the next... Uh, uh, one next minute, we'll uh, we'll get you to the Dexter show. All right, how's that sound? Okay, I'll call. I'll call back. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, thank you, Mari. Thank you, Jackie. What a weird ending to a show, huh? <laughs> That's okay. You know what? It's as weird as the Kardashians episodes are this season. So <laughs> it's just a sign of things to come. So much to talk about. Check out thelegallady.com. We'll have polls up and. Uh, Definitely share all the legal news and all the drama that comes your way with the Kardashians this season. So we'll see you next week for Kim, Courtney and Kim Take New York. And until then, enjoy and tweet us at Jackie Moran, Mari Fagel, and Celebrity Law. We'll see you next week. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. After Buzz.
Later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.